0: What is happening, people, and welcome to episode number seven of the Storytime with Mo podcast with your host, me, Mo. Today, we have a world exclusive, a world first, and that is the first ever guest on the podcast. He was one of the most widely requested guests by you guys on my Instagram. He is one of my good friends. I've known him for years. I've known him since the very start of his journey. He is huge both physically and on social media. He has a YouTube following of over half a million subscribers and has built everything himself from the ground up. He has faced numerous struggles, numerous amounts of adversity, has faced huge obstacles and huge issues that he just doesn't speak about. And that is my guy, Brandon Harding. We sit down, we have a chat over the next 60 minutes. We talk about where he is now, how how he's got there, the issues that he's faced, the things that he doesn't speak about. And I feel like he should, because it's a true testament to working hard and defying odds and overcoming obstacles people just think that you have a this really easy path laid out and people just are very very lucky in terms of things but he has worked for everything that he has and i have huge respect for this guy there's huge amounts of things that i've learned from him and uh, you can learn from him too so this, for the next 60 minutes me and brandon are going to kick back and have a chat let's get straight in there oh, man. all right you ready for
1: this asmr crack <laughs> <sighs> beautiful I just started go. a
0: podcast the other day of that, so great minds think alike, lad. <sighs>
1: there we go.
0: Right, what is happening, people? From Canada, we have got Mr. Brandon Harding, and this guy is a very good friend of mine. He's currently drinking a Monster right now, 1. 30 in the morning, and I thought it would be cool or fitting to be the very first podcast guest we have on because he's fucking super motivating. I've known him from the very start. He absolutely smashes it and uh, inspires me quite a bit, mate. I'll tell you that as well. inspires me quite a bit. Let's start from the start. Let's I've given a bit of background on you. I'll do the intro like before this. Um, do you want to start with how we met or the Yeah, we we'll should start with how are. we met.
1: Yeah, because you literally just said like we've known each other for a while, like you said since the beginning. But like, where is the beginning, you know, of us? And like I feel like the beginning of everything kind of happened with us at the same time too, because it kind of just kicked off when we started to talk.
0: We met at Body Power. Um, we were like little fanboys. At this point, you as I remember, I think you had about 7,000 subscribers 8,000 subscribers and to me I was like whoa this guy's so this guy's kind of so famous he's massive on YouTube like I, w- I hope that one day I can get to that many subscribers and I thought the success. same thing when
1: I when I when I had when I had a few when I had zero I saw this girl called M Dunk who had like 4,000 I was like oh my god she is so famous like just like I can't imagine what it must be like to have four thousand subscribers. It took me like a year and a half to get five thousand, so I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. and You must be th- you're there thinking like, ah, oh, I bet she's making all this money and she's got all
0: these fans and her life is so good and she's got it all. Oh yeah, I thought, she, I thought she had it made. <laughs> same thing. Same thing happened with me and Labumba. When I met Labumba, he's he, he, was he on like half a mil now on Instagram? He was like he was on ten thousand Instagram followers. I was like, oh my god, he's training with me. Like what? A,
1: he's Instagram famous and all this stuff. Blah 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 blah. You know it's kind of sad crazy. in the beginning. How like what? obviously now like being like far away from where we began in terms of just like numbers and stuff, but in terms of people, you kind of just become like more enlightened over the over the whole perspective of like numbers really don't mean anything when you when you have it, because you think when you don't have it, these people that have like even a small amount of like five or ten thousand when you've got zero, that they have their life made and now like you being at like a fucking almost like 100,000 subscribers, 100, 000, almost 100,000 fucking Instagram, whatever, um, like around that region and how much it isn't the case and how much more you still want to achieve and how much more there is to do with life. Like me being, like with YouTube being over half a mil, Instagram almost over half a mil, I have never felt like I have to do more. Like I, I, I'm more hungry than I was when I had zero. So like, it, the, 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 the idea of like you know never being satisfied in that sense but like realizing as well well my life hasn't changed really at all in terms of I don't feel like I've made it anymore I don't feel like any more of a success than I felt back then even with this like it doesn't mean what you think it will mean when you're at that period at your life like when you just start out you've know you know you made your youtube channel you made your instagram you start posting your first like 10 pictures and you're like yeah when i hit like my first 100 followers i'm gonna feel this and a thousand i'll feel this and Mm -hmm. 10 and and so on and when you hit those when you hit those like milestones in the in the moment for maybe like 30 seconds you're like wow like no way like that's that this is cool like you know it looks it looks it's good to look at but what's next and it never really feels how you think it will feel because Maybe that's just in my nature and in your nature, the type of people that we are. That we're just never gonna be. We're just, we're just eternally doomed to <laughs> no level of actual satisfaction. Dude, no, it's. Uh,
0: I don't know about you, but for me, it's like it's always just being a number on a sc- number on a screen like although exactly. they're real real people it's not like oh that's this you, you it's very hard to imagine like I've always just seen it as a number number of a screen on the flip side but also on the flip side as well it's probably one of my biggest biggest downfalls the things that I've been trying to work on recently is like like you said not being satisfied I always want more from everything I always like be it like a re- relationships be it like youtube whatever it is like i'm always always want to do the best i possibly fucking can i think it's good in some some extent but i think if if like there's been times where i've tried to well i've only been looking like in the future and forwards i'm like oh i'll be happy when i get this i'll be happy when i get this it's just maybe fucking quite frankly not very not very happy like i think you gotta appreciate what you have as well now
1: i think one of the reasons it makes you so unhappy as well is because you know you don't realize that your life is passing before you know you it's too late and you realize like wow like you know i've done all these things and i was i was so set on just achieving this one specific like exact goal that you set in your mind and you know you're doing everything possible to get to that and you don't really live in the reality you don't live in the moment and i feel like it is important to step back sometimes and be like you know what i'm pretty fucking lucky you know, I'm pretty freaking, I'm pretty, I'm healthy. Like I'm doing well. I'm like, I'm on a, I'm on this path. I have a, I have a goal and I have a journey and I have a purpose. Like some people need to just be grateful that the fact they have a purpose to live because some people can't even find that, you know, like, they don't even know why they're going to be here in this very moment. And to have those momentary bursts of, I have something to do now. You have to honor it by doing it and realizing that, you know what? This is fucking cool. Like I have a I have a I have something to do cuz sometimes I've experienced things I know you've experienced moments in life where you don't feel that sense of being and that responsibility mm-hmm. and that like goal cuz like and then when that does happen you you can spiral into many different forms of depression or anxiety or per, like not like not having a reason to even be here because like are you impacting anyone's life or would it matter if you wasn't here like I mean obviously people have like friends and family and stuff and it's very selfish to even think those thoughts but it's not even about it's about your self fucking purpose like what your reason is and sometimes it's hard to find that when you feel like these like goals that you set for yourself are so colossal like I imagine that imagine being like at zero and being like I want to hit A fucking million subscribers when there's only a handful of people in the world that even have that and along that journey man it's fucking lonely like doing YouTube and everything and you do experience times and I feel like it's why it's so amazing when we get together and see each other and like have that yes we live far apart and stuff we can't see each other all the time but like those moments of just like wow like this is really cool what I'm doing but again like when you are setting any kind of goal in life whether it be financial or you know, building a business or really, anything, really it's lonely because you have to be selfish. Yeah. But, um, one sec.
0: Nah, dude, that, that's one soon. of the, one of literally, one of the, the, the biggest lessons I've got from you is, oi, do not want to, do not want to pick your phone up as well so I can see your face? Show me that, show me those pretty pearly whites. There we go. Yeah. One of the, one of the biggest lessons, one of the biggest lessons I got from you, one of the things that has like changed my lo- life the most is, is to like put yourself first, like be more selfish in terms of, what you want because i think too many people are people pleasers like myself included you try and make everyone happy but at the yeah. end of the day if you're if you're putting everyone else before yourself and you're not working towards your vision and your goal you're going to be letting letting the people you would have helped with your vision and goal down because you're like in the it's almost like you're being you're trying to help every, you're, you're trying not to be selfish but because yeah. you're being a people pleaser that's actually more selfish than putting yourself first and like telling people to fuck off sometimes and just like being like like tunnel vision on things. Like you need to, like yeah, like man. you the other day, mate, or like you for this podcast, like you being late, mate, like you needed to post your shit. And like, that's a, that's a priority because that's important to you. And I fucking respect that. Like you need to get your YouTube video done because it's going to help other people and people are going to watch it. And it's like, what you fucking do. It's not like, oh yeah, I'll put all these other people first doing all these like pointless tasks and time that I'm never going to get back because I'm too scared exactly. to say no. I'm just going to fucking, <clears throat> go on
1: feel like I feel like it I feel like it, t- it comes from my like understanding of the fact that you need to be selfish in this to be to get to where you want to be that sprouts from something that's a lot it's a lot deeper than a self-realization it's 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 formed from death like something like some sort of desperation from like the past and stuff things that like I've experienced and moments that I've lived in where I'm like you know I don't want to live like that I don't want to experience that. I don't want to live that same life that this person that's close to me in my life is living. Like, I don't want to bring up my kids in this environment. I don't want to have this sort of financial situation growing up, like, when I have kids and stuff. Like, so I feel like my driving factor and a lot of, like, the reason that I know that, like, I need to put a lot of the stuff I do first, like above. Yes, I'll always help other people. Yes, I'll always like, dude, I came to Canada. All I wanted to fucking do was take pictures of other people, record other people's YouTube videos for them, edit their videos for them, revamp their channels, like make everyone successful around me. So uh, maybe, I I don't know, maybe that was just trying to make friends. Maybe it was trying to help people. Like, I don't know what it was, but I just was obsessed with helping people when I came here. But also I understood that it was very important that I prioritized myself. And that does come from, I will never allow myself to live in the same circumstances that I've experienced, grew up with, or seen other people grow up with. And it does come from desperation. So some people, and I'm not to say that like you didn't experience those things. So I know you fucking have, like everyone has experienced like moments, whether it be with friends or family that like give them that sense of, you know what, like I'm going to get shit done because there's no fucking way I'm going to have the same life as this person that is in my Mm -hmm. life, you know, at some point. Um, so yeah, I guess that like you have to find a happy balance and a happy medium. Cause like, like you said, like, yes, you do need to be selfless. And I do believe if we're going to talk about the success side of things, like I love the perspective of you will become rich if you make the people around you rich. I love that. Yes,
0: mate. I read that the other day. Literally, that's fucking weird. It's one of my favorite quotes. It was like, uh, if you want help someone else get what they want in their life and you will get everything that you want in your life. And I, yeah, that's like stuck exactly. with me.
1: Exactly. And that's like, that's something that I I, I like love. And that's, that's, if I could like be there, lay on my deathbed and look back on my life and just not as a bragging, right, but just a, a bit of like momentary self, almost like congratulations. Like, you know what? Like you helped all these people achieve their dreams rather than just like oh i have this th- this really nice car i have all this money in the bank i have all these things and i'm lying on my deathbed and you're like okay yeah you have these things but what's going to make you feel better that 10 million that you have in the bank or those 50 people's lives that you made into what they are like you how much how much better are you going to feel at that like it, over these things so like i feel like that's something that you need to be conscious of like while you're young and uh, like apply those characteristics from an early uh, an early point because like who you are at the age of like fucking 17 to like 26 consistently for those like you know 9 10 years that's who you're going to be for the rest of your life it's very hard for people to fucking change I feel like people can change through like making mistakes or you know the way people live their lives but like when you are who you are for a certain period of time that is who you're going to be forever so if you try your best to like condition your mind in the way you treat people and the way you act in a certain in this time in our lives that's who we will be for the rest of our lives. So if you want to practice being a good person, you know, speaking to a therapist, a therapist, sorry, to like condition your mind because, you know, like even though you're thinking about certain things in a certain way, that might not be the actual way that you should be thinking about these things to impact the people's lives around you in a positive manner. So I feel like it's very inter- it's very important to just like have good communication with the people around you, make sure that, you know, you are being a positive influence in their lives and not just being a selfish piece of shit yeah um, it's, uh, it's the very balance, balance to it isn't there balance it's to very it. it's very easy to be selfish when you're so busy and you're so driven you got so many ideas and you, you're like oh my god I just spent a whole week and I didn't speak to a single person because I was making YouTube videos about myself I, like dude there's been moments where I felt so bad about myself because I like didn't fucking reply to my nan's messages who called me like in the week and she's texted me like over the whole week and I'm like I, I completely forgot to speak to my own nan because I was so busy but, I mean, dude, the, th- the, th- the thing is, is you're saying this and that people won't
0: understand, like, literally the tunnel vision that you have in terms of, is in terms of, like, setting a goal and just fucking doing it, It's, like, mad. It's, like, admirable. Like, in... If, if you have a goal, if you have something that you want to get to or something you want to do, be it like I've been with you, like a YouTube video, like you don't give a fuck if you're going to make me 15 minutes late because your goal, the bigger picture is more important <laughs> I'm, than this. No, oh no, like, Dude, and I fucking admire that, man. Like some people get annoyed about it. Some people won't see it for what it is. But like the fact that like, at the end of the day, what's more important? Like making a, in terms of priorities, making, making someone wait like 10 or 15 minutes. Okay, obviously it's, it can be you can argue about it, blah, blah, blah. I can be inconsiderate. Sometimes it is what it is or getting out, getting this video out. That's going to reach 300,000 people or something. that's actually going to really, really benefit others. And it's like that, that level of perception. And like, it's almost like investing in the future.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: That's that I've like really, it's really rubbed off on me. Just like be, don't give a fuck. Like what people think in that sense, like be a, be a little bit selfish, like have, have the bigger picture in mind. And then, yeah, that's what, I've, that's what I've been trying to do. And that's what I've been doing this last, last few months and learning, really like taking in from you, man.
1: That's amazing, man. No, thanks for saying that. And it's like, I feel like that came, that like not giving a fuck what people think is because like, I kind of had to do that. I had to go through that period when I was in school. Um, and it does come from when I was in school because like, until I was 14 years old, 13 years old, when I got to high school, when I hit puberty and got braces and got straight teeth and all that kind of thing, I got bullied while I was in school. Pretty much, you fucking, t- you fucking love the teeth, though. No? <laughs> Dude, my teeth were so bad. I, I would have bullied myself, <laughs> like they were that bad. But um because of this, like you know, being quite ugly, having fucked up teeth, and also being an angry kid, like I had ADHD as well. I, I had to go yeah. to counselling. I went to pear tree for like fucking four years, and it conditioned me to like be more of a mellow person. But while I was like in school, I was the kid that was like throwing chairs and tables at teachers because I was having like an ADHD anger attack and like I didn't know what to autistic do. Autistic meltdown. That's Reef. it. That's <laughs> that's literally it. And I feel like because I got judged by so many people and constantly every single day, just like words like "you're a beaver," "you're goofy," "you, you this," like "you fucking smell," like "you're poor," like "you ain't got nothing." I grew up hearing these things, like constantly for years, and that like turned me into this this person that can so easily do. I can snap my fingers and forget people and forget the way like something that someone said if someone insults me in like to my face dude I can switch that shit off instantly because it just like, I grew up with that like not caring and I feel like that's something that I learned in pear tree the counseling that I went to because I had to because if someone made me angry I would want to like punch them but now knowing that like and still having those ideals and those like um uh, techniques when you know when it comes to like reading youtube comments or receiving hate on social media for doing various things if thousands and thousands of people are disagreeing with an opinion that you have on something it doesn't affect me because i'm too busy doing what i'm doing and having fun while doing it to even give a shit what anyone's saying about the fact that they don't agree with a certain thing i did or like A decision that I made and like at the end of the day like doing this whole social media thing like none of us are preaching that we're professionals and that we know exactly what we're doing and we're going to say the right things like the other day I made a John Cena edit where I threw some French toast on the ground and everyone everyone in the YouTube comments hated me for wasting four pieces of bread two eggs and some egg whites and I was thinking like when I edited it I was like this is so funny people are gonna laugh at this and then I got like loads of hate for it because everyone's like oh you're wasting food and I understand that wasting food isn't good like it cost me like ten dollars to, to afford that food and you know wasting ten dollars like, who gives
0: it, a shit 99% of the people who watch that probably, definitely do not eat every single meal 100% of the time it's,
1: they throw it's, them it's, yeah they throw like the last few bites who and it, who? Uh, uh, exactly but like I understand that wasting food isn't good and but like in the purpose of the video I was like this is hilarious and then everyone was like sending me hate messages but I was like you know what like I had a good time doing it and I'm going to learn from that mistake on social media to know that like people are sensitive, but I didn't let it get to me because I feel like I'm numb to it. I, Dude, I honestly feel like I got a fucking problem. Like I couldn't <laughs> let, I couldn't, I can't let it in, which is kind of bad. Well, so like, you can be like emotionally a very unreactive to things and just like dude, kind of cruise, I, I, cruise. Dude, I feel, it. I feel like I'm one of the least empathetic people in the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Like got- all right, we call it. We're calling this one um, Brandon Harding, the sociopath,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the soulless
0: twat. Yeah, but, yeah, nah, dude. Uh, but I forgot about that, man. One of another thing that really stands out in terms of your personality, if we're breaking it down, is like your levels of not giving a fuck. Like I get asked all the time. Obviously, I do. I do a lot of crazy shit. I do a lot of shit in public, like publicly humiliating. Yeah. But I can, st- I can say hands down that it like it comes more naturally to you, just not caring what people think. Like, I really have to force it and condition it into me, but, like, you've always been so good at vlogging in public. You've always not given a fuck about what people think. Like, I don't know, if someone's looking at you about just doing these, like, mate, we're in this, we're in this, when we're in this restaurant or this this cafe uh, in the morning when we had the, it was like a, it was the creator expo with like, when we stayed at Rob Lipsitz with Mike oh, of course, and uh, yeah, yeah. Matt does fitness and all that stuff. In the morning or before the expo, me and Brandon went to get breakfast, we went to get breakfast, didn't we? And I uh, went to this cafe and then you ate your dinner and then you're running a little bit late. So you went to walk out and you're like, oh shit, I need a drink. So you just walk in, grab a fucking jug of water off the counter in front of the whole cafe, take the lid off and just start drinking it out of the jug then <laughs> put it back down <laughs> and just walk out. And there's people there like, oh my God, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? But like, you just don't yeah. don't care what they think, man. And like that is so, so cool. Like just being able I to-, like to-
1: I feel like to be able to do YouTube and to be able to like you know vlog in public, there needs to be like a, a, a balance between don't force yourself to do something that's fucking gonna constantly. Yeah, I, I understand like setting yourself goals to overcome and stuff. But if you're making YouTube videos for like four years and you still feel like constant anxiety like vlogging in public, you have to like force yourself to go over it because it isn't easy. Like yes, in the beginning, dude, I'd be mm-hmm. walking, in the in the first six months of doing YouTube. I would experience moments of just like cold sweats and loss of speech and tripping over my own tongue if there was someone next to me vlogging, uh, or someone next to me while I was vlogging, but you get over it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I feel like now, like having forced myself to vlog in public and like walking around the grocery store and being judged by old people. And you know, it just, it just, it wears off. It wears off and you have, I feel like that's a testament to really anything that you want to do in life. Like if something makes you nervous, do it and do it and continue to do it until it doesn't make you nervous anymore. Um, And if you want to be good at something, continue to do it and do it until it becomes natural and then you'll just become good at it. Like you have to, you can't just learn something overnight and just be good at something overnight or just be absolutely fucking immune to nerves overnight. Like you have to consistently test yourself throughout your entire life to eventually get to a period of like, you know what? I'm good now. Like I don't feel judgment from other people. It was easy for me because like I had to undergo a lot of judgment when I was in school and stuff. But it still wasn't easy but it now is effortless like dude i'll fucking walk down the busiest street and have my camera loud and proud and speak about it, whatever i'm speaking about so everyone can hear it and you have to like you have to kind of understand that like yes the person next to you might be judging you but there's also going to be 100,000 people on the other end judging you as well so it's like and it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of that mentality of like are the people in that little box that you're holding in front of you more important than the person that's watching you and if they Mm -hmm. are then you shouldn't have a problem speaking about what you're going to speak about if you mean it you say that and it's like
0: the saying it's like it's like learning to it's like it's like wanting to learn how to swim without ever going in water because you're too scared like overcoming fear of like public speaking and fear of getting judged like people are too scared to actually. Obviously, you can't fucking learn to swim without going into water, can you? It's the same exactly. with doing shit like this. You can't learn to overcome it or learn to be more. What's the word? Give less of a fuck, unless you actually make people judge you
1: and put yourself in those situations. Exactly. It's like when people when people message me and They're like, oh, how do I start a YouTube channel? I'm like, buy a camera, <laughs> watch some fucking YouTube tutorials, yeah. and start doing it, and you'll eventually learn how to do it. Like, you don't. You want me to send you every single link to every like place I get my copyright, no copyright music from, where I edit, like what camera I have. Do you want me to to make you your fucking channel for you? Like, do your own research. Like, give a shit enough to be able to do it. Because making a YouTube channel is so much more easy than becoming like a brain surgeon in university, but people go to university to learn how to do something like that. And you can't even Google how to make a YouTube channel. It's it's probably just just like...
0: It's a, it's just another excuse because they probably think that you're never gonna reply to them. So it's just their fucking mind like trying to do more things to make it more complicated than actually like efface that fear.
1: So they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy's never gonna fucking reply to me. It's gonna be complete it'll, it'll be completely <laughs> fine. I, I won't I, have I to know, do it. I, I know what you mean, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, man. But regardless, like I guess to conclude I'm like I guess what we've been speaking about so far is if you wanna be good at something, do it until you are good at it consistently and just like while you're doing it be driven enough to make yourself a priority yes you've got to care about other people around you but believe in your goal enough to put yourself first and in terms of being able to ignore the judgment of people around you understand that the goal you have you know it, it's your goal and it's not that it's not anyone else's goal and no one's going to understand why you want to achieve that thing more than you so don't try and waste so much time telling people around you why you want to achieve that, just do them and show them the proof. And eventually through action, they'll understand. And in terms of judgment and understanding that people aren't around you, not everyone's going to get it. And that's okay because those are the people that weren't never meant to be in your life anyway because you're on this earth to do something. You have a purpose and as soon as you start to unlock that purpose and do those things, that some people will come to your life like you came to mine and some people will fall away like some people I went to school with. And that's just how it is. Like you, you, you gravitate to the people that understand you and that do what you love. And, and that's the only reason that we know each other because you decided to pursue your goal and so did I. And here we are now. We're friends and we're doing this we, and we've been friends for years now. And people that I don't, didn't understand what I do or wanted to do, I haven't been friends with them for years. And thank fucking God for that because they're all dickheads. <laughs> all right, all
0: right. So <laughs> do you want to tell us then how you got T- t- let's 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 go over the story of like oh, how it. you got how you got started on youtube why you got started on youtube because there's this is one of the reasons i really wanted you as well because it's such a you've told me this a bits of this story before i think it's so fucking cool and not i don't think enough people know it like all the okay. struggles the hardship the reason why people just see like you with half a million subscribers you've made it and they're they they do not think they don't know about like everything you face to get there everyone has their own fucking issues and struggles Take another sip of this monster. Fuck. All right, I'll let i let you drink a monster, but you just had some podcast issues. So uh, we're currently on a phone call, me and Brandon right now. I'm nice and professional. And what happened, dude? You're on beats, and the beats died, didn't they? So we got to literally do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Nonetheless, though, I'll make it work, and this audio will sound crisp and beautiful. So we spoke about not giving a fuck. We spoke about um, doing things for yourself and the bigger picture and all that shit. Yeah, tell us about tell us about the, the or tell me the story about why you started all this, how it all started, how it kicked off, and just like, yeah, where where it began from day one in terms of you, YouTube, what were you doing with your life? Like why did you want to do
1: this? What inspired you? Blah, 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 blah. I feel like in terms of just like knowing what I wanted to do in my life with YouTube and everything, it was never like it was never a question when I started to do YouTube. It kind of just came to me like, wow, this is what I'm meant to be doing with my life. And I thought back to like when I was 13 years old and I was in school with my friends recording like Minecraft videos or BlackBerry videos on like the old fucking BlackBerry, messing around in school with my friends, setting my hand on fire with deodorant, skating, messing around in school. Like I've always been obsessed with the idea of documenting my life. and. I could never answer the question why my mom would say like, you know, the school just called and said, you got in trouble for recording a video in class. And she said, why, why do you want to record stuff? And I was just like, mom, I just want to have memories. I just want to record things. And this was from the age of like 13 years old. Also previously, like not having any friends in school and now being like one of the popular kids in school, I wanted to like remember all of this stuff. I was like, oh my God, like life's amazing now. Like I have friends and I want to remember every part of this because it's I'm having the best time. I loved high school. I had the best time. And I just became obsessed with wanting to remember stuff because because I hadn't had a lot to remember previously like in life. And I don't know, I just like was super happy and I wanted to like make sure I never forgot that because I didn't know how long it was going to last. And then through the gym, I've always been like obsessed with like being somewhat of an athlete like from the age of 8 years old to 12 I did taekwondo from 12 to 15 I boxed and then from 15 to 16 I sprinted and then while I was boxing I picked up some weights and stuff when I was 14 15 and I kind of become like more in love with that than boxing then when I left school at 16 I started the gym and over that two-year period from being 16 to 18, I took some pictures, medical YouTube video, made a couple videos, not YouTube videos, sorry, medical videos on like Snapchat for like 15 seconds and just like me messing around with my best friend at the time, Lewis. And I kind of just had this collection of footage and pictures and then started at 18 posting them on Instagram. I made a couple transformation posts of like my two-year natural bodybuilder transformation and a couple of them like gained some traction on Instagram and I quickly went from like 300 followers or something to like 3,000 and the more I posted over like that year of being 18, I got to like 10,000 followers, 15,000 followers and it started to like build up quite nicely and I I wasn't really too sure why it was going the way it was but I was was just going to run with it because I was having too much fun posting stuff and having that friendly competition between me and Lewis, like who can get a hundred likes the fastest and who can, I've always been like, I guess like even with lifting with Lewis, it was always just like, we were trying to outdo each other. So like Lewis is uh, the guy that I started the gym with when I was 16. Yeah. Yeah. He was like my first like gym partner, lifting buddy. And he used to help me record like some of the stuff I wanted to record. And we took each other's pictures and stuff. And it was, it was really fun. And, um, essentially So while being 18, I like started posting all those like videos and stuff on Instagram and it started to gain some traction. And then I started to like fall into the YouTube scene in terms of being fans of like other YouTubers. And I was like, wow, this looks like really cool. And I was getting messages on Instagram, people being like, what do you eat? Like, what do you do? And I just thought I'd just like connect what I used to do and what my passion was for recording videos to my newfound love for the gym and just like start documenting that instead. So I started to just like, post some of the little 15 second posing physique updates that I'd recorded on Snapchat on YouTube and they started to get likes and comments and subscribers and people started to ask me questions on like what do you eat in the day and then I'd make it like a full day of eating and just like I'd watch other YouTubers and like how to be cool on you because I had no idea how to vlog like I didn't know what to say or do or how to not be awkward and then I just like I guess it, I guess I like did my research on like how to be cool not that I'm like cool by any means but I just didn't know what to do. So I kind of just like started from literally knowing literally nothing, but knowing that I had a love for documenting my life and I had a love for like recording cool things that I did in my life and I was having so much fun doing it. So I kind of just went down that route. Now, when I started, it was by no means to like be a YouTuber or to make money or that it was going to make me any kind of success because I didn't even know you could make money from YouTube in the first year of making YouTube videos. Like, I hadn't monetized my videos. I didn't even know that you could until some random gardening channel after like a year and a half of doing YouTube came to me and was like, oh, dude, how much money do you make from YouTube? And I was like, money? Like, what? And I connected the banks and I realized- wait, 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 wait. Oh, I, I ran down wait. Gar- my... gardening channel? Yeah, some old man. Like, probably pedophile, probably, like, was looking at my <laughs> physique being like, oh, gee. God know, damn. I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's an excuse to, like, speak to that young plump 18 year old i mean he's like, he's like 50 uh, to be honest i can't even like speak badly about him because he like helped me out so much and maybe he was just trying to like you know more he probably was just trying to be nice he probably was... he he wasn't weird at all like why'd you make me go down that route dude <laughs> like he wasn't weird he was a nice he was a nice fucking guy no, you're you're a, you're a, pe- um... a pedo magnet brandon that's what you are <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so he like helped me out and then I started making money and I, I, as soon as I did I ran down to my mom I was like mom I'm, I'm going to be a YouTuber like I'm going to make money like finally because dude growing up when I started YouTube for the first year my mom would always be like dude like you need to get a real job because at the time I wasn't really making any money I'd worked previously for the two years before I started YouTube at my stepdad's carbon fiber engineering company and I was getting paid pennies like I wasn't really making any money it was kind of just a work experience and then I did plumbing at some point and I I worked in stock. I worked, I had so many different jobs and every job I got fired from. So I needed to just like- Why did you get fired? I'm just really bad at being told what to do. Like, and I, it's a a really bad trait, but like, I always feel like I know best and I always feel like there's a more efficient way to do things or just like a different way to do like- So you'll just be like, so you'll just be like, no, we're not doing it that way. I wouldn't misbehave. I would always be like, if someone told me to do a certain job- but I was doing something else, I'd be like, no, 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 I've got to finish this because that's more time efficient. And then I'll do that, not like be like messed around. Like I knew I had a plan and like I was just really bad at like following orders. because So, I, I so you're, just...
0: you're, you're, you're basically you'd stand your ground on things and you wouldn't be like, yes, sir, no, sir. If exactly, want to speak back. up, You would fucking speak up. You wouldn't be agreeable.
1: Yeah, I'd always answer back. And that was like, I did it from a kid. I did it in school. And then I did it in the workplace. And I just realized, wow, I just need to have my own company i need to like be my own boss because i'm just yep. i just fucking suck at authority i'm Bro. like so bad at being told what to do and you know coincidentally obviously youtube started to make uh some money but like nothing to live off man it was pocket money it was change it was like just enough to like pay for food for the week and i didn't even care man it was like i was having fun doing it I've, like make it making youtube videos is now and was and probably always will be something that is such like a positive part of my life because if I'm having a bad day man I'll pick the camera up and I'll start a vlog I'll say like what's going on guys Brandon hiding here and I'll, I would have intro'd it and then my day is just automatically better and I'm automatically happy it's just like a, it's weird it's like antidepressant it's so strange and I feel like that's the only reason I've been able to like stick at it for so long and do it for the past four years is because I love to do it because I do if, if I'm doing something that I don't love I'm fucking lazy like I'm so bad at like st- like sticking to tasks and stuff that like I don't really want to do, which is probably another reason I got fired from jobs because I never really enjoyed anything else doing. Um, so I was doing. So it's probably really like unknowingly lazy with everything. Um, but regardless, in the first like two years of doing it, like I wasn't really making any money. I was just like doing it because I enjoyed it, and there was certain moments doing YouTube where like I had to listen to like people like my parents, like my mom specifically, say things like. Like, what makes you think people want to fucking see your life anyway? Like, get a job. You need to. You need to like think about your future and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Mom, like I love what I'm doing and and I'm gonna make it work. And she was like, That's when she'd say things like, What makes you think people want to see your life anyway? Because like I was trying to convince her that it was gonna work one day, but she just didn't understand. And that was that was hard. Like because not only was I being judged by my family, I was being judged by like the friends that I had. Because they just like was like, oh, Brandon just, you know, recording it, taking a picture of his shirtless on Instagram and like thinks he's fucking amazing. When it wasn't that, I was just yeah. obsessed with sharing my journey. I was like, I was happy with my progress and I was trying to inspire the people to do the same. I wasn't egotistical being like, look at my six pack, like, fuck yeah, trying to get girls and stuff. Because I didn't give a shit about that. I just wanted to like inspire the people and, you know, just share what I was doing in my life because I just love doing that. And um, people didn't understand, man. And it like, it was hard and... It did make me question a lot of like reasons why I was doing it because I did want to quit sometimes and I did want to like you know what like why don't I just go back to university? Why don't because I, I wanted to be an architect at some point go back because I was pretty good at math and science and I, I was always creative so I was like you know what being an architect and a slash interior designer would be a really good like job for me and I was so considering going back to university to do that but eventually like I was like, you know what? No like I'm gonna stick to what I'm doing. And when I was 19 years old, I was working in a bar. And at this bar, I was working there for eight months, and it was such a weird like time in my life because I met a girl who I fell in love with after like three months of working there. Who was obviously it was great for like recording YouTube videos because she was like a floating tripod, like she'd help me record my YouTube videos. <laughs> floating um, tripod, actually. Um, but also like I also became obsessed with that relationship and didn't necessarily want to record YouTube videos. Or I kind of wanted to spend all my time with her. So it was like a bit of back and forth. But also over that period, like I found how so many. Much... How many
0: subscribers did you have at this point?
1: At this point, I've had 15,000 subscribers. Okay. okay. 19, so... and I've been doing YouTube for like almost, like I was I was almost 20 years old. So it was around the, two, the year and a half, two year mark. So I had about 15,000 subscribers and I was literally editing my videos because- I didn't really care where we lived or what, what how we spent like I, I was just in love with this girl, dude. So I literally lived with her in her fucking attic on a mattress and I was editing my videos on like a broken, fucking shitty small TV. My laptop was broken. You can only like use the keypad because the screen was cracked. And is I used this the, is it. this the for, is, is this the foreign one? Yeah, this is the Bulgarian girl. Oh bro, yeah, this story, man, I was, I was when you told me this, I was like, fuck. Yeah, dude, I was like editing on like a broken laptop and like the fucking um, like TV and stuff and it it, it was good, but eventually, although like the living circumstances wasn't the best and at some points like, I'll be honest, I'm not proud of this, but to be able to like afford like petrol and to like eat and stuff, because we wasn't making that much money. I was working three days a week um, and on minimum wage, it was like £4.50 an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, like, and I was making, like, maybe, like, 200 pounds a month from YouTube, maybe less, like, maybe 300 pounds, um, which obviously isn't enough to live off. Um, I would, like, steal from the till, like, at work, li- legit, like, we all used to fucking do it. Like, and I knew people, not like mass amounts, but just like pocket change here and there. Like, I'd pocket a little bit of this and a pocket a little bit of that. And, like, I'm not proud of that, but, like, I was fucking desperate, man. Like, I didn't know what to do. And, there were some points where in the relationship it became, became very toxic. And I'm like here, like I'm on prep for my first ever bodybuilding show. Um, I don't really have enough money to like even do this prep, but I'm like trying to get by. And I'm literally taking her like niece to school in the morning. I'm driving her uncle to work. And then I'm taking her to university, which takes like two hours in total. Dude. So explain explain to the to the uh, people
0: here the dynamic of like the house and like this is what you said to how how you were living basically like
1: because you haven't said what well, it was okay like. so essentially like the the circumstances we were living in without talking like badly about anybody the house itself like it was a livable home but it was very small and there was a lot of people living in it as well because she had a very big family and they like just came over from Bulgaria or something and the kitchen was like. Always dirty and they didn't want to clean it. I'd always, I like essentially cleaned up after their whole fucking family because like I would make YouTube videos in the kitchen, like do my full day of eatings and stuff. And like they didn't want to clean up after that. And they, I don't know why they didn't, but like it was kind of miserable because I was like, okay, I'm driving your niece to work, your uncle to, to, to work as well, like your niece to so, school, sorry, your uncle to work, you to university. You're treating me like shit. I'm living in your attic just to be in a relationship with you. I'm making no money but I'm still trying to make YouTube videos because I, I know it's going to work. Like I'm still, I'm just like forcing myself to just like, I know I know it's going to be something one day. And like, I did, to be honest, I didn't even care if it didn't because I was just having so much fucking fun doing it anyway, that it was enough to like keep me sane while being in this toxic relationship where I thought I loved this person, which actually treated me like shit in this living circumstance that I put myself in. Because don't get me wrong, dude, I could have lived with my mom with like in a nice bed, in a nice home, perfect circumstances. But I was just in like, infatuated with this with this girl and I don't know man it was worth it at the time and then I obviously well she ended up cheating on me anyway which sucked Fuck. I um, <laughs> we actually went to we actually went to Venice um for her birthday I flew her to Venice and surprised her and then I actually had been with her nine months at this point and no one knows this but I've actually been engaged before I proposed to her. No no fucking way. Did you not know that? Know- I don't think I don't think you told me. Yeah, um, I actually four days in Venice I proposed and I asked. It was dude, the nerves actually felt like acid in my fucking stomach. Like it weren't even butterflies. It was acid. It was I was so scared, and I asked her to marry me because I was just like, this is it. This is the person I want to. Dude, this is what I mean. I was infatuated by this woman, yeah. she said yes and then we got back and then after 2 weeks of being home i found out that like a couple of days before we flew to venice she like fucked somebody else wow yeah she like fully cheated on me so i like sacked it off i was like yo i've sacrificed too much of my life i i became too distracted at this point when i'm trying to be so successful with something and i let it i let it get the better of me and that was something that like left me in such like a weird part of my life because after undergoing the the loss of that relationship I had my like car taken away from me by the police because I, I parked it over a oh, train. I remember this.
0: How unlucky! I is like. This?
1: I I saved up all the money that I like made at the bar and stuff, and the, the little money that I was making from YouTube. Yep. And I bought myself a car. I spent three thousand pound on this car from this strange man in Birmingham. But it was like a car, and I was like, "Fuck it, it's a motor. Like I need, I need to get around." And it didn't have any papers with it, but I didn't really care because it ran. It was good. I checked the engine up. My, my mom even came with me to look over the car to make sure it was running fine. And it was perfect. And then essentially, after four months of having the car, I parked over a drain that the council needed to access. So I wasn't parked in a place I shouldn't have been, but I was parked in a place where they needed to get the water from or something. And obviously I reported my car as missing. And they said, okay, give me the registration. And you can you just came the back car. and it was gone, didn't you? you just came. I back just came and back, back and the car gone. was gone. Yeah. And I called and they said, you don't own this car that you're claiming to own. Somebody else owns this a woman in London and I was like what the fuck like this is my car like it has my belongings in it. Open the trunk. There is four pairs of shoes, an Armani watch, this deodorant and they were like yeah this is true but this also isn't proof it's your car. I said go on YouTube and look at the past 4 months of YouTube videos. They were like yeah this isn't proof it's your car. I was like it's on my driveway for 4 months. So they took the car it didn't give me any of my belongings. I got no uh, insurance for it, and nothing back. So I basically, they took £3,000 away from me. Wow. I then had to essentially beg my nan to give me the money that she would give me when she passes away. So her like, um, what's the fucking, her will money. Um, and then I actually invested that money into my very first ever hard body t-shirts while I was on prep. And then, well, I didn't think anyone was going to buy them. And I thought at some point, like I threw away all the money that she gave me that I was meant to spend on surviving. And then the, the t-shirt sold out. So without realizing my subscribers, because I wasn't being fully transparent about this like trip, like, tr- like struggle in my life. My subscribers literally saved my fucking life at that point because I didn't have so anything, dude. You had spent
0: all your money you had on that car, literally everything. And then it got taken away. I spent 3,000
1: on a car that got taken away. I lost my girlfriend. I got engaged to her. I got engaged and she fucking cheated on me. I had no money. My nan gave me 2,500 pound. I spent 2,450 pound on investment for t-shirts Dude. from China. Sold them and they sold out and I doubled the money. I, I remember this because
0: I remember you phoning me up like almost in tears and being like, the t-shirts are sold out. Like what the fuck, man? Like yeah, it was man. like, was it, was it like a week that they took to sell out or it was like less than that? Or they just, it they, was like, they... it was like four days. Cause you weren't you weren't sure obviously it's a lot of money. It was like you're giving all like everything you have away to some random person in China. You don't know what's gonna happen. I didn't and dude, I didn't even had,
1: know if I'd get any if the t-shirts would were legit. I didn't even know if I was being scammed, I just fucking hope for the best. Dude, you were so lucky as well. You didn't ask for samples, you just went and
0: ordered it, just went for it, just went all in and like fucking it paid off in the end, it paid off. Dude, yeah. Another like- thing as well, going back to your you're talking about relationships, It's like you're an incre- like breaking your personality down you're, you're a fucking incredibly obsessive and a passionate person about things like you find something be it like, be it like uh, meeting someone like, and getting on with them really well women be it like uh, I don't know YouTube whatever it is you're doing gym like. You- and this is where me and you are very similar we both get so passionate about it and obsess about it so much we like make it work and make it into fucking
1: something great regardless of how much odds are against us well think about it right think about this When I was 18, I met a girl, my ex that I was with for four years. I was with her for two years, broke up. I was with my ex that I just spoke about. And then we broke up and then I got back with my ex, uh, the American girl. And then we were together for another two years. So like two and a half years. So like four and a half years in total, right? In terms of that being obsessed mentality, I was seeing this girl like twice Every fucking two months, or just like a little bit in the beginning. But I was so in love with her and so obsessed with her that I would I was doing long distance, like, and I, I was just like, I, I I almost made my YouTube channel and wanted it to be so much more successful because I promised her, like, I'm gonna make a, a job where I can work wherever I want in the world to be in a relationship with you because I was obsessed with her, and it just like it was like such a driving factor in like me, you know, being like making it work so it's like whether it be relationships or an idea or <laughs> I'm not smart by any means like I don't claim to like have figured anything out everything I've ever done it's kind of just been like a hunch or you know the whole like investing all my money that my nangai into t-shirts that was that was fucking stupid dude that was so dumb but I kind of believed in it and it worked. And then, dude, even coming to Canada right now, I've been here for six months and I only came here because I thought it <laughs> felt right. Yeah. I didn't know anyone here. I just decided because it felt right. And- dude, you're, you're, you're a testament for
0: like a fucking prime example of like going with the flow and whatever life throws at you, just making the most out of it. Like you, you isn't the only reason you're in Canada right now because you tried to get uh like an esther or a citizenship to move move into america for a little bit you could yeah, exactly. it, it didn't work out and then you got trapped in canada and then this was with your ex-girlfriend now as well but yet all these wonderful sick things have come from that like
1: adversity that shitty situation that you've made into something great well that's it like it was it was an amazing situation um you know being with the person i was with tried to get into america it didn't work out it had a bad effect on the relationship we broke up and like dude I've, I've only ever been in love with two people and I don't regret any of it like I have learned so much from those relationships and like a lot of this of what we've spoken about has me being like obsessed with like the American girl and the Bulgarian girl like Brittany and earlier but like mm-hmm. regardless I don't regret any of that and spending the time that I did on those relationships because it made like she these women made me into the person I am Brittany obviously she is kind she's caring she gave me characteristics that I never thought that i'd see it myself which is being gentle and you know being patient and caring and you know taking a step back from reality and just being like you know because i'm so obsessive and so like go 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 you know mix fucking like without like trying to offend anyone like it's a perfect fucking blend of like autism and fucking ocd and like <laughs> it's like i needed someone to like mellow me out and calm me down a little and sprinkle to, like,
0: stalker in there as well <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up
1: <laughs> um, you know that, and then, you know, the girl that cheated on me, I, I learned from that relationship, like, everything that I'm worth. Like, I know that I am worth everything I'm willing to give to someone, and I gave so much of myself to that relationship, and I'm worth everything that I gave to that person. So, like, I learned value from one, and I also learned how to treat people from the other. And, like, you know, we're, we're, we're all on good terms. Like, both the girls that I'm, like, that, that, that I was with, like, we are – on speaking terms, like it's fine, mm-hmm. we're, we're friends, and, it, and it's beautiful. It's it's nice that it it worked out that way, and now like you know there there is the next chapter of life. But I feel like through many things, even now coming here, like on that hunch of just like it felt right. It's hard to categorize and really think about the whole like you know one single reason all the things have happened that have happened, but it's like, it's not There's There's just so, there's just so much that has happened. There's so many bads. There's so many goods. There's so many ups and downs. And there's so many like things that are not, not necessarily regret, but like wish I, I dealt with differently. But the fact that I didn't deal with gave me some repercussion and some lesson and some sort of like, um, what's the word? Uh, Oh, a consequence, some sort of con- that like made me grow from that and learn from that. And, I feel like that's only come from me diving into these things and like following a passion and just like being in love with something and obsessed like enough to just not like let it slide. Like so many people, one thing that I think is like the saddest part of like us as human beings is everyone has the capacity to love something enough to go after it. Everyone has goals. Everyone falls asleep at night wishing they were either someone or had something or were on their way to achieve something, or just like were someone else, you know, because a lot of people aren't happy or like had a different job. But it's sad that it's in, it's within all, it's when it, this passion is within all of us, but only a select few are actually going to do anything about it, and that's a shame because I feel like everyone should have the chance to experience some of the things that I've experienced and like the 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 extreme highs and the extreme lows, and you know, I. I want that for other people and I feel like that's a lot of the reason why I like came here to like and when I did come here I wanted to help the people around me like you know revamp their channels and help them vlog and help them edit it's because I want the the life I've lived so far yeah it's been like it's had like some struggles and stuff and I'm very grateful for those things but also I've also experienced so many amazing things as well like going to meetups and going to expos and people knowing your name and wanting to take a picture with you and like being able to like. Share a story and all these things, and it's like, man, I feel like my life over the past four years has been just like a constant, extreme higher, extreme low, and like, it's crazy to think like through this, through having this conversation with you, I've just, I'm, I'm almost a little bit lost of words.
0: <laughs> I think, I think it is what you make it. Like you said, you said something. What did you say a minute ago? You said something about, um, almost, al- almost like how these things have happened for. For some somewhat of a reason, but I think I, I think that everyone you might have had it worse than some people, you've you've probably had it better than a lot of people. Like it, it is what it is. But the difference between like you and someone that just sits on their ass and like accepts defeat, or the difference between someone that makes it and someone that doesn't is the people that people that make it, like yourself, is if a bad thing happens, they fucking ignore it and keep pushing forwards. They like leverage it to their own advantage. They use the shitty thing and turn it into something like really good, and that's that's literally it. Like you're always flipping the situation on the head and like leveraging it to your own advantage, rather than just being like, "Oh, car's been taken away. This is shit. I'm just gonna sit down and fucking do not do nothing. Sit in my room, jack off, and play Minecraft." Now you know what I mean. Like, yeah. but instead you were like, "Okay, what can we do now? Like, what can we do now?" You're always like moving and looking for other things. So, dude, you went from you went from that. You went from living like you uh, going from like nothing to something in terms of youtube and like found found out he wanted to youtube it started kicking off it started going well uh all right what what point then did it become like sustainable did it become like a job where you're like oh shit like i'm making like good money from this because i wanted to we talked about this before we started and i remember you in london coming to me and being like like stopping me dead in the street when we were in london together you would be like you just checked your bank balance (laughs) and you're like you're like mo 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 oh my god stop and then I was like, "Whoa!" And you're like, yeah. You're like almost to a point of tears. You're like, "Right now, I've never had, I've never had this much money in my bank in my entire life." Like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, literally mind blown. And what was it? It Was like three grand, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like three thousand one hundred pound. Yeah, and I, re- I remember
1: being like as well, being like,
0: "Shit, man, that's like loads of money and all this <laughs> stuff." Dude, it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's it's it was that because like through doing something that i love for so long and not really like getting any sort of money from it it'd been like three years like doing this and it i didn't really i I saw like some financial stability after about two and a half years two years of doing it um especially after the t-shirt release after about two and a half years and at this point i was at about forty thousand subscribers when this happened when I released the t-shirts, maybe, maybe 40, it's like the 50k mark on like subscribe. I think Instagram was around like 100,000, but uh, subscribers were around 50. Now, it kind of just like, it, it's crazy how it happened because like, it went from nothing to something to then more I could have ever imagined in the space of like a year. So I, I guess financially like, this is going to be a very touchy subject, very personal, very like something that I wouldn't usually share, but you know, we're here now, fuck it, like I'm not, I've got nothing yeah, to fuck hide. It, man. So I probably had about 40 to 50 pound in the bank consistently for the first like two years of doing YouTube because like I, you know, I worked and then spent the money that I had on surviving on like, you know, food and then in the relationship I was in, I obviously spent a lot of the money on traveling traveling two back and forth from the location that she was in because I was maintaining a long distance relationship and then Mm -hmm. I spent the money on the car and then just like I didn't have any savings for fucking two and a half three years of doing something that I like I thought was going to make me you know a a career at some point now after about the three year mark I was making like maybe like two or three thousand pound a month and I was like this is it like I like holy shit I'm making about 30k a month like 30k a year sorry that's the same wage as like teachers in school and I'm like I'm 21 years old 22 years old and I'm, I've fucking done it and I was like so over the moon like just I, I felt so undeserving of this and I was just super grateful and obviously like I was like wow this is really it now I've like I've overcome what people said I've like ignored the tribulations, I've, I've ignored what I grew up fucking listening to, like when I started YouTube and everything, and now I'm in a position where I can like live off this, and I'm, I wasn't sure how long it was going to last, or if it was even going to last, but I was running with it while it lasted, and then, in the beginning of 2019, at the beginning of my most recent competition prep, the show that I actually won, I, all the savings that I had, I had, had £12,000 in the bank. Okay, And I was looking for an apartment because my ex-girlfriend was moving to the UK finally after like begging her to do so for so long. She was going to live there with me to do a competition prep for six months. And I needed a place for us to save six months. But being 22 years old, not having any credit, no one was going to let me rent a place. So I had to put a down payment for any apartment for the whole six months because they wouldn't let me do it on finance. So to rent the apartment that I was renting, it was about 12 100 or like 1300 obviously no no sorry it wasn't it was 1700 a month and I had to put down the deposit and the month and the six months so I I dropped 10k right then and I went straight back to like having like under 2000 pound right and then I had some bills go out I had like a car payment go out I had to pay my Nam back some money I had to pay my coach and then I started prep and prep's expensive I bought a bunch of steroids for like fucking prep and then I went down to 500 pound I went I had 12 grand to 500 pound in january 2019 and i was like oh my fucking god what am i gonna do and then luckily enough after a whole month of like having that much money um some sponsorship money came in from youtube money came in and then i had a couple grand again then i was like okay i'm sweet i'm good but previously at the beginning of 2019 when i had that 12 grand i was like okay i have a goal that i'm gonna set for myself and i don't know if i'm gonna hit it but I'm going to set the most unrealistic goal I've ever set for myself. And if I hit it, great. And if I don't, it's okay. I tried everything to try to get to it. I wanted to hit not to just make, but to have six figures in the bank. Not because I was obsessed with money, but just like, I was like, how cool would it be to be able to see like over a hundred thousand yeah. pounds in the bank?
0: It's a goal, mate. Money makes the world go round. Yeah. It,
1: like, it, was, it was a goal that I wanted to hit. And obviously, yeah. in January, being at square one, having 500 pounds. I wasn't sure how it was gonna happen. So this is 2019, yeah? 2019. Last year. Yep. I was like, I don't know how this is gonna happen, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make it happen. And I then through fucking relentlessly killing YouTube, <laughs> through releasing merchandise, t-shirts, through like believing in myself and like, you know, through sponsorships and like, dude, with Alphaly, the hard body code became the most used code every single month for the entire prep. And then I'm not going to say exactly how much I made it each month, like with commission and stuff. But it took me from January until September, so eight months to hit a hundred thousand pound. Give it. Give
0: us a ballpark figure then. How you're doing? Ballpark figure. Going from going from at the start of you having five hundred pounds in your bank account to the end of end of start of twenty twenty, end of twenty nineteen. Ballpark figure. Roughly. Start of twenty
1: twenty. It
0: you can just say like say the amount of digits and then
1: around a, a, over five figures it Fair was fucking play mate yeah like not not th- not six figures a month but every month with youtube money sponsorship money commission plan sales plan discount sales um one time deals it, it averaged out to about It was over 10 grand a month. You're you're just a testament
0: for doing something like having a vision, having a goal, getting obsessed about it, doing something you're fucking passionate about, not doing it for for the finances, not doing it for like any other reason other than love for doing it and sticking to it because you fucking love doing it and then it paying off. Literally, man, like that is it. Like you're you're relentless, lad. Like you you stay up. Like a lot of people don't know this about you either, but you would like basically pull all-nighters just to get a youtube video out on the day that you said you would get it out nothing else will matter except doing that fucking youtube video and that one <laughs> thing that's in your head man and that's like you, you, it's motivating mate honestly it's, it's like motivating motivating to be around man it's really right i'm gonna have to wrap this up in a second though because uh, the boys are waiting for me i'm about to go for a walk film some stuff outside oh yeah of course but m- moving forwards then what um or wrapping this up yep what uh what, where do you want to go with YouTube and where do you want to go with your life and stuff and business
1: over the next, let's say, I don't know, like, no no specific time frame next like five, 10 years? Five, 10 years. I'm going to continue doing YouTube until the exact second that I don't receive the same happiness I've received from it over the past four years because I don't want to do anything I don't enjoy in my life and I feel like you've only got like fucking one chance to live and you should spend that doing things that you love doing and the day I stop YouTube will be the day it starts making me happy and I can imagine doing this like Honestly, for the rest of my life, because if I ever stop bodybuilding for whatever reason, mm-hmm. if, around the age of thirty, I'd become like. Hopefully, by that point, I'll have a kid and a family, and I'd be like a family vlogger. I'd just like document the journey of like raising you're, my you're kids. You're a creator,
0: You're an artist, mate. You do it. I've always, I've always, shit.
1: and I'll always share my life. I just, I'm obsessed with it. So, business wise, in about in about two months, I'm releasing an app. About in the beginning of 2020. One, I want to release a clothing brand. And before I got sponsored by HG Muscle, I was going to release my own supplement company. So I want to do Mm. that at some point. Um, I want to do my own cereal company um, at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great idea, mate. So I have a bunch of ideas that I want to do. And like, I'm every, everything I make, other than the money that I spend on like travel and experience, like I save every single penny because dude like it doesn't last forever i've had i've had nothing and then i've had a bit and then i've lost it and then i've had more and then i've lost it and now i'm out now i'm at where i'm at right now and i i understand that i could lose it again a hundred percent it could all go like tomorrow like something could happen i didn't i don't know what could happen but like i don't know regardless where i see my life going in the next five ten years i see it going in the direction of just more more creativity starting my chapter of business getting a house getting a dog maybe having a kid and just like being a good man you know because like I've, I've undergone like so many different ups and downs and like if i can leave all those things and continue to experience things but like come out on top as a decent human being mm-hmm. then that's all that matters because i could be a shitty person I could hate the world, and I could be—I could have let so many things get to me, and I didn't. And I'm not about to let it get to me either. I've got too much to do, and I'm too busy, and I, got, I want to do too much as well. So, I feel like as long, like over the next like couple of years of my life, as long as I'm doing what I love, and I'm happy, and the people around me are happy, that's all that matters.
0: Right, dude. Uh, I think you absolutely smashed that, or we absolutely smashed that. If you wanna, if you wanna sit down and let's see how this one goes. But a few weeks, few months time, and do another one. It would be cool. It be really cool to touch on things like steroids and you being the pioneer and the first person to like talk about that and why you 100%. did it. All of that other stuff. So if uh, if people are loving this, we'll link up and make sure we get another one done. Yeah, dude, you oh, might be back in the UK soon. Hopefully, quarantine will be lifted, so you can actually sit face to face and do it. What is good, people? I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. You can give Brandon a follow on his socials, at Brandon Harbord on Instagram. Just search Brandon Harding on YouTube. He's huge. He'll be the first one to come up. And uh, you can find him there. Drop him a DM. Just let him know what you thought of his podcast. Give him a message. And same goes for me. At Mo Samuels on Instagram, Mo Samuels on YouTube. Drop me a DM. Let me know what other guests you'd like to see on the podcast. Let me know what you thought of the podcast. If you've got any questions, drop me a message, and I will try to get back to every single one. That was the podcast of Brandon. That was my first ever guest, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Peace out. I love you to bits. Catch you later.